are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality C Podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. A good Wednesday show for you. We're going to talk about the little information we got yesterday in regards to Joey's season of The Bachelor filming in Malta. We also have an update from Clayton from his Instagram story yesterday. Dancing with the Stars last night. I got a lot of thoughts on that. And Big Brother, thank God I got spoiled on TikTok because I didn't even know it was on last night. Totally forgot the Wednesday episodes that we've gotten all season have now been moved to Tuesdays. So Power of Veto is on Tuesdays now, and I totally forgot until I was reminded scrolling through TikTok. So we will get to all that momentarily. Let's get started with an update from The Bachelor filming in the country of Malta. They... As I told you yesterday, on Monday I found out that's where they were, and I had tweeted that out, and I don't know who's left on the show, who's still there, how many are still there. Going by past seasons, when they have started travel in episode number four, there's usually about 15 people left, and then after episode four, they're usually down to 12. And then after episode five, they're usually down to 10 or nine. After six, they are down to seven or eight. And after seven, they're down to four. Sometimes they're down to six going into episode seven, six women or six men. And that final episode before hometowns, they're either going from seven down to four or six down to four. And so that's usually the way it works. I don't know if that if that's the case this season, but it's going to be somewhat close. If they don't have 15 in Malta, they probably have 14. You know, it's not like they're all of a sudden going to be down to 10 with only on episode four. It's the show is very, very structured and sticks to the same formula pretty much every season. So you're probably going to have 14 or 15 women that are there in Malta. Yesterday, there was a reel on Instagram from I don't even know the name of the account offhand. Um but they posted on their YouTube. It wasn't even actually, a, it was a YouTube reel, not even a Instagram reel. And it was a YouTube reel that was quick shots put together of Joey filming in Malta. And there was maybe two seconds of him on his one-on-one date. And it was with, at the time, I didn't know if it was Lexi Young or Natalie. And I come to find out about 30 minutes after I posted the video that was circulating found out that it was Lexi Young. So at least we know one person that made it to Malta is uh, Lexi Young. You know, there are people that I, I mean, I believe Daisy's there, but just because she got the first, and I'm only saying that because she got the first one-on-one of the season, I'd be shocked if she was gone by episode three. So I'm guessing we can put Daisy in the final 15. But other than that, you know, I've seen names and I've, you know, kind of looked at things, but until I know the exact number of people and the exact women that are there to just throw out names of who I think may be there based on social media activity, it's just going to confuse people. There's no point. I'll get it eventually and you'll have everything laid out for you. I mean, that's the hope. But Lexi got a one-on-one yesterday in Malta. Today is Rose Ceremony number four. And then they will travel to the next location on Thursday and probably start dates on Friday or Saturday, depending on where they go to and how far from Malta 
they are traveling. But once I find out, I will uh, I will fill you in on that. But Lexi Young got the one-on-one date. So we know two one-on-one dates that happened this season. We know that Daisy got the first one, and we know that Lexi got the second one-on-one date in Episode 4 in Malta. And we know of one group date, uh, actually two, uh, that have happened that were covered earlier. We don't know everybody that was on them. Uh, but I did hear what one of the group dates was, and then another one was, all I heard was it was a tennis date. Shocking, I know. That was uh, one that was kind of, um, I believe that was the one that was open to the public as well. Or you had to apply to go to that. But So we have very little about this season, and we're four episodes in. Today is at Rose Ceremony number four. So kind of par for the course. At times, like I said, sometimes... You, you know everything as every episode plays out in the past. Sometimes we know very little as the show goes on. It's every season is different. Because you barely know anything about this season up to this point doesn't mean you won't at some point. So just keep that in mind as we go through and continue on with Joey's season. We got an update from Clayton yesterday on his Instagram story. He just posted about a 30-second Instagram story saying he took his paternity test last Wednesday and the woman in question took her paternity test yesterday and results would be known next Monday or Tuesday. And that's what we're going to wait for before we start jumping down anybody's throat here. But one of them is lying. And come next Monday or Tuesday, when we find out what the results are, I will either call Clayton a liar or I will call this woman in question a liar. Because they've both been very steadfast in their stances on what they said happened. Clayton said, never had sexual intercourse with her. She's saying, I'm pregnant with twins. And they're yours, Clayton. Somebody's lying. (laughs) Can't get pregnant by air. Last time I checked. So we'll see. Now, there is a possibility, as Clayton mentioned in the video, that the results are, they can either be yes, you are the father. No, you're not. Or inconclusive. If it comes to inconclusive, we'll deal with that when the time comes. But let's just wait until next Monday or Tuesday. The other thing that he mentioned is he has an injunction uh, against her for harassment. And that starts, that hearing starts on Monday. So maybe we'll be able to find out more about that when he talks about it, if he can. I don't know if he can talk about it, but he did say in the video yesterday he has uh, an injunction. Uh, against uh, harassment hearing coming this upcoming Monday, so five days from now. I don't know if we knew that he was filing that, but it looks like he is, so we will maybe have to follow along with that to see exactly what that's all about and what happens with it. But so much there that you know, I'm very well aware of what's being uh, spread on the Internet. Uh, I've seen it all as well, but I am purposely not commenting on any of it because, again, I'm waiting to see once this comes out. Once the paternity test results are released, then you will hear what I have to say about everything. And we're supposed to get that next Monday or Tuesday, so let's uh, keep our fingers crossed for that. So real quickly... Let's uh, go to your daily Taylor Swift, <laughs> Travis Kelsey update. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this one because I didn't even read either of these stories. 
but these are the two top stories that I'm looking at at 10.30 p.m. Central Time on Tuesday night, October 3rd. In the left-hand column where they have all the stories for us weekly, the top story says, Travis Kelsey isn't mad about how Taylor Swift romance has played out. And then top headlines, the story is, Taylor Swift has high hopes for Travis Kelsey romance. Look, you know my stance on it. I love the attention this is getting. You can't you can't convince me this isn't great. And I'm not talking about the relationship. I'm just talking about the story. I love the fact that NFL commentators now have to talk about this, have to create silly puns using Taylor's song lyrics and song titles and trying to be creative. It's hilarious to me. I'm getting a kick out of all of it, and I hope it goes on, well, as long as the two, these two stay together. As for them, you know, I don't think this is much of anything. I look at her dating history, and I look at his dating history, and I don't see it at all between these two. Now, you could say, well, they're trying something new. Yeah, they are, but they also know how popular the other person is. So it's no, and there's no problem with it. There's nothing wrong with that. They're allowed to just go out, have fun, have some sex, and get a lot of attention. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. But I don't think they're getting married, and I don't think this is going to be anything serious. She was with Joe Alwyn for six years, and everyone was saying that was the love of her life. She's literally been with Travis Kelsey that we know of, like, maybe a month, and people are, like, already shipping them, and they're the greatest couple ever, and, oh, my God, she's finally happy. It's like, shut up. She was with Joe for six years and you thought she was going to marry him. You know, it's like, just let her do whatever she does. And there was a great article written in the um, in the athletic yesterday. I'm trying to get the author on the podcast to talk to her because I thought she did a great job saying, like, how about we actually embrace Taylor Swift and the Swifties getting interested and being, you know, watching NFL games as opposed to just shitting on it? You know, that's my whole point It's like. I think it's great that it's getting all this coverage. And just because she's a woman, she's allowed to like football. And just a great article written, and I and I hope the author responds to me. I reached out to her on Instagram. I'll let you know if she gets back to me and if we're going to do the interview. I hope she does because I think she wrote a really compelling piece from a woman's perspective of this Taylor Swift, Swifty Nation infiltrating the NFL fandom and – there's a lot of butting heads online right now saying, oh, we tune into the game to watch the game and all we're getting is, you know, updates on Taylor Swift. And the author's like, and what's wrong with that? It's good for the league. So uh, I would love to have her on, but we'll see if she responds. This podcast is brought to you by Green Chef. Green Chef makes eating well easy with plans to fit every lifestyle. Whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, or just looking to eat more balanced meals, Green Chef offers a range of recipes to suit your preferences. With Green Chef, you're reducing your food waste by up to 23% versus grocery shopping. 100% of their seafood meets the Monterey Bay Aquarium Seafood Watch Rankings of Certified Best Choice or good alternative. They deliver everything you need to eat clean and easy the rest of this October. Feel your best with nutritionist-approved recipes packed with clean ingredients that support your healthy lifestyle, and they taste great, too. 
eat clean the delicious way this month with flavor-packed recipes like the buttery lemon garlic shrimp, the harissa apricot chicken, maple butternut squash risotto, and sriracha tamari beef balls. I'm telling you, the buttery lemon garlic shrimp, I'm not a huge butter fan, but so I went a little light on the butter, but the buttery lemon garlic shrimp really is to die for. I'm not saying it has surpassed the crispy southern chicken that I like to make, but it's up there. It's very, very close. I like anything garlic. I like garlic on my pizza. So keep that in mind. Maybe you don't like garlic, but that's fine. You can just put less in. But it really gives it a kick. you got to check out this buttery lemon garlic shrimp along with a lot of their other dishes. So you go to greenchef.com slash 60realitysteve and use code 60realitysteve to get 60% off plus free shipping. This is a new code. I had a other code for about, oh, I don't know, the last four months. This is a new code. greenchef.com slash 60realitysteve. Use code 60realitysteve to get 60% off plus free shipping. Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. Let's talk about Dancing with the Stars last night, a very interesting show, because two things involving charity that I want to get to. Number one, she lost Artem as her partner, at least for this week, because he got COVID. So Ezra, I think is the guy's name that filled in. And charity started this earlier in the day yesterday on Instagram stories, making sure everybody knew how to vote and all this. And, you know, they don't give you the rankings every single week of who's doing well and where they finish but and I understand it from charity's side like oh my gosh I have a different partner maybe people won't vote for me look I'm not saying these things are rigged but there was zero fucking chance charity was going home because maybe people didn't like her partner or whatever I mean I think charity could have gotten the worst score of last night and she still wasn't getting eliminated I think she has a fan base enough to where she's going to make it through. And she ended up having uh, tied for third for best score of the night with Ezra. Yeah, they did the cha-cha. They got 21 out of 30. Sochi and Val got 24 out of 30 for their salsa. Jason and Daniela got 24 out of 30 for their rumba. And then Charity and Ezra and Lele and Brandon uh, both got 21 out of 30. So there was no way she was going home. I know she was worried and, you know, People are just, be sure to vote for her. She doesn't have a partner. You know, she's nervous. There was zero chance she was going home with, well, even before she danced, she was never going home. Then once she finished in the top three, there was no way she was going home. I know they combine it with viewership, and I don't think anybody really knows the scoring system on this show whatsoever outside of the point system that the judges give and how it's really mixed with the audience vote. And wait a second, they're voting in real time and all this stuff, whatever. She wasn't going home and there was no chance of it. And that's that. The second thing about charity and Ezra's dance was they danced their cha-cha to she bangs by Ricky Martin and charity did a great job. Ezra did a good job filling in for Artem. My whole thing is this. When it comes to She Bangs, I just cannot take that song seriously because all I can ever think of is William Hung's audition in American Idol back in the day when American Idol literally was a show to strictly bully people. I mean, let's call it what it was because 
and I'm not even putting it on the judges. Yeah, Simon was the meanest, and he would literally attack people's looks. Uh, he would tell them their failures, all this stuff. We all heard what Simon said back in the day when American Idol first started out, but yet it was drawing 36 million people a show, and he was the talk of the country back in the early 2000s because we had never seen anything like this. Somebody like insulting people on television and everybody loved it. Could you get away with that now? Absolutely not. But back then, he didn't call any, you know, he would he would definitely attack people's character and attack the way they look, which now you're just like I can't believe that fly, that that flied that flew back then, but now but it did. I, I I don't understand why people can't accept the fact that we were in different times back then and you know, if we're talking about cancel culture, why wouldn't Simon, why wouldn't they just bring out every single clip from every single negative thing Simon said about a contestant and insulted them and insulted the way they looked and be like, he's canceled. You know, that's what I'm saying. Like, cancel culture is so ridiculous. But I'm glad that we don't do allow that anymore. My point being is, while the judges did get away with it and they'd laugh at contestants and, you know, literally laughing to the point of tears at how bad somebody was singing... Let's not mistake the fact that the production company behind that show is the one who knew, okay, William Hung is never going to make the live shows. We're literally putting him on the show so Simon can insult him and people can laugh at him. So while it is ultimately, I guess, on the judges, let's not absolve the production companies behind it because they were the ones. We know, having watched American Idol for as many years as it's been on, or any singing show, The Voice, whatever, you know within the first five seconds of somebody opening their mouth whether or not they are not necessarily good enough to win, but good enough to be part of you know, a final 100, a final 50, a final 25. William Hung was never going to be part of that. He was literally put on the show for us to laugh at. And while it is on Simon, he could have been nicer, but one, these were the times back then. Unfortunately, this was accepted. And two, it's on the production of that show just as much as it is on Simon, you know, I, and I know it's his, his production team, but you know, people and producers of that show, they're not the ones that are getting called out back then. And even now it's always like, Oh my God, I can't believe how mean Simon was to them, which he was, but who put that person to sing in front of Simon, the production team, because that's how the show was back then. Ever since they've gone to Lionel, Katie and Luke Perry, Oh, Luke Perry, Rest in peace, Luke. Uh, Luke Bryan, ever since they went to them as three judges, how many times do they ever let on a singer that is the caliber of William Hung? Never. They'll let on singers that the judges just don't put through to Hollywood and maybe that act kind of silly and, like, Katie will, like, bug her eyes out. And But, she, but Katie's not going to sit there and laugh at them and insult them, you know? It's a completely different show now than what it was back then, but... Really what I was saying in all this is she bangs uh, I can never take seriously ever again because William Hung will live on uh, in infamy uh, for what he did to that song back in the early 2000s. So when Charity was dancing to it, the only thing that's going through my head is William Hung standing in front of Randy Jackson, Paul Abdul, and Simon Cowell singing, Talk to me, tell me your name. <laughs> she bangs, she bangs. Yeah, that. That's all I have to think of. So... Charity, I'm glad you killed it. I'm glad you finished tied for third. 21 out of 30. Great job. I couldn't get William Hung out of my head. And finally, Big Brother last night, you know, 
I knew last week because when Survivor and Amazing Race started last Wednesday night for 90 minutes each, I'm like, well, what's happening to Big Brother? And then I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. It's moving to Tuesdays. But because I've been so ingrained on Sunday, Wednesday, Thursday, ever since Big Brother started earlier this summer, I just wasn't ready for Tuesday nights. And I was all set to start recording after Dance with the Stars ended last night. And I was just kind of scrolling on my TikTok feed. And there was a shot of uh, there was something right away that showed a TikTok somebody that was recapping Big Brother showing and the title of the TikTok video said Felicia's POV speech. And I'm like, wait, POV, that's Wednesdays. Wait, today's Tuesday. Oh, <laughs> it's on tonight. So immediately when Dance with the Stars ended, I went to my DVR. I have Big Brother set to record. So I watched it and I was like, oh, thank God, because I would have done this podcast today and not even referenced Big Brother. Now, I will get into a spoiler since last night on the episode, if you watched it, it ended with Cameron deciding, is he going to take Felicia off the block and replace him with Corey to blindside Corey because he had talked to his buddies Matt and Jag, part of the Fugitive Alliance, and Matt was all like, let's do it, and Jag had some hesitation. And so the episode ended with, us not knowing who he put up as the new nomination or if he used the power of veto. So if you don't want to know, mute your podcast right now or fast forward in three, two, one. Cameron ended up deciding not to use the power of veto. And apparently it was because of Jag's hesitation. He said he wasn't going to do it unless everybody in his fugitive alliance, which is Matt and Jag, were 100% on board with it. And he didn't want to cause too much chaos, and Jag wasn't on board with it, so he decided to keep the noms the same, which I would think pretty much means Felicia is going home on Thursday and she is not going to be part of the jury. I don't see them turning on Mimi and voting her out. She's not a threat to anybody. You know, we talked about this with Taryn Armstrong. Who is she a threat to? <laughs> you know, and I, I think it's I think it's really. I, you know, it's really interesting because, again, Sari is just floating out there. And her whole team is going to be gone. The whole team that she was basically running the show with Jared, Izzy, Felicia, are pretty much, assuming Felicia goes home Thursday, are going to be gone after Thursday. Felicia, uh, Suri is like on her own island out there now because it doesn't seem like she has an alliance with anybody. I know people like her, but is she in an alliance with anybody? We hear about the Fugitive Alliance. We hear about the Corey America Jag Matt Alliance. I don't know who the hell Bowie Jane is attached to. I don't know who the hell Mimi is attached to. And then there's Suri. So, and then Cameron is kind of, this loose cannon that, um, again, he's winning so many things. I, he's got if if Corey wins, he's going to target Cameron, and and Cameron can't play in the next HOH. So the next HOH is going to be huge because if Cameron survives it, I think he's got a good chance of really advancing in this game. But glad I watched it last night. Glad I know what to expect going into Thursday. And for the first time this season, I'm glad TikTok actually spoiled something for me or else I would have come on today 
and not even mentioned Big Brother. So thank you, TikTok. You're the best. Thank you all for listening. Really appreciate it. Please follow me on Apple Podcasts. Also, rate and review if you if you please. It would definitely help the podcast. The Sports Daily is going to be up in an hour from now if you want to check that out. Major League Baseball playoffs started yesterday. Some stuff to talk about in gambling world and the NFL and college. Good stuff on the Sports Daily today. Check that out in an hour from now if you're interested. But thank you for all tuning in this Wednesday. And I appreciate it. And I will talk to you tomorrow. See you.